and welcome to another episode. I know I haven't released an episode in quite a while, but I did record a bunch and then I started having second thoughts about them. So I started re-listening to them and then I started asking my friends if it's okay to upload them because some of them were kind of controversial and I'm still in college. So I don't want to talk about the people in college and the things I went through in college when I'm still here so I can get vindicated for it and just I don't want to get into the drama. I'm trying so hard this semester in college to stay out of drama. Anyway, this episode is not related to college. I'm going to be talking about supermarket conspiracy theories and how supermarkets, malls, shops, grocery stores, etc. make you buy more with these subliminal tricks that they use. And these tricks are pretty obvious once you read about them but then the more I got into it the more I thought it was pretty interesting to talk about so I'm gonna be going through some of them and yes I know I haven't been regular with uploading I just haven't had time and energy and uh, basically the correct like space to record because I do live in college now which means I can't record whenever I want I do live with roommates Life is kind of tough this semester. I'm in my last year of college. I'm figuring out what to do after college, figure out like my life, figure out if I want to do a job, figure out if I want to go for post-grad, all of those things. So I've just been at this weird like headspace. But basically, all of those things aside, I'm going to be doing a lot more recording episode things whenever I get time to do that. I'm going to try to record, like pre-record them whenever I get time. But it's really hard because... For me, at least, whenever I am in a zone to record like an episode or if I really want to talk about something, I I don't have the correct like equipment at that time. I don't have like the space for it at that time. Like I have people in my room studying or I'm studying or I'm not feeling well. But whenever my room is empty and I do have that hour that I can sit and record without any distractions and interruptions, I'm not really in a mood to record. And I can't force myself to record whenever I'm free because that doesn't really work well for me. I don't really always get the best episodes out. And whenever I look through my analytics, it's always episodes that I just, you have to time it correctly. I want to have to record and I have the material to record. And I also have like the space and um, recording atmosphere. If both of these things or all of these things like just coincide, then I get a really good episode. Basically, right now I feel like I have that. So I'm going to keep powering through and hopefully... I can smash this episode out and you, you guys really like it. So let's get started. So before we get started, I have some updates. The only one update actually. And that is that I know I haven't been consistent with my uploads. And it's because of a lot of reasons. First off, I have a couple of episodes that I've already recorded, but I haven't uploaded them. And it's because um, I talked about you know, my college life, I talked about things that happened to me, which weren't so nice. I ranted about people that I met in college that weren't the nicest. And I realized that if I upload them right now, people are going to listen to it for the wrong reasons. I'm going to get into drama because people like to misconstrue what they hear on social media. People like to misconstrue what they read on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. And I don't want to do that right now. I don't want anybody to get into this drama. And I genuinely, for the past like six months, I'm trying really hard to just stay out of drama. Like I don't respond to drama. I don't talk to people. I don't try to pick fights. I used to pick a lot of fights, not fights. But every time something infuriated me, I knew I had to set it right. So I would always just like raise my voice and make sure that I like, you know, fixed it. Or, you know, at least got my opinion out there. And I've realized at least for the past two months that that isn't healthy for me because people are just going to be assholes. And uh, 
I don't think it's worth my time and energy to try to fix it. It's not worth my time and energy to keep like thinking why they're being assholes and just try to just just try to get myself involved in it because I think I'm going to make something better. All I'm doing is uh, wasting my own time, which is why all of these episodes are just going to stay in my uh, unpublished episode list and I'm going to maybe publish them one day one day at a time um, when i'm graduated when i don't have to see these people again when i'm you know officially done with college but as of right now i think i'm in a hold on on talking about very specific college details which is why i haven't been uploading secondly i just haven't been in the correct headspace so i need two things when i want to record an episode i need it to be quiet i need to have like a empty room i can't record with people in the room obviously i can't record because i have to switch off both the fans in the room which for me living in a non ac room is pretty much hell so whenever there are people in the room i definitely cannot do that and i live in a four bed which means that there are almost always people around and secondly i need to be in the correct like mental headspace to want to record like i should want to sit down and talk about things i should have something ready i should just be in that like inspired mindset where i want to sit down and just blabber for 20 minutes or 30 minutes straight and both of these things i don't always get them simultaneously so it's really hard for me to be in the right headspace but also have an empty room to record and also have like one hour un- uninterrupted recording time because i don't like to record in segments i like to like bang it out record at once and i usually don't edit my podcasts a lot i just like them to be rambly i know a lot of you guys don't listen to like the full episode because they are too long i've heard about that from a lot of people and all i want to say is for me personally i like long rambly podcasts those are just the kind i like so those are the ones that i'm creating i can definitely create like 7 minute 10 minute podcasts which are easier shorter take less time and obviously will get me more views and listens because it's easier for it's just you know statistically better for me to have 3 10 minute episodes than one 30 minute episode because it's going to take the same amount of time for a person to listen to them but i'm going to get like three times as many listens in my numbers so i could do that if i really really genuinely wanted to but i'm creating podcasts for because i really like doing them and i'm creating podcasts that i would like to listen to and i know it's a pretty niche category nobody likes listening to 1 hour 15 minutes of someone talking i love listening to 1 hour 15 minutes of someone talking so those are some of the reasons why i haven't been recording and i know a lot of you guys like message me and ask me like hey when is the next episode uploading and like i know that are people waiting and i know that i always talk about having like a set schedule but for at least the next 4 months i'm not going to be able to have that maybe after that i will be working at my internship so i will be living somewhere you know obviously not in a four bed and i will have more free time and i will have my life sort of figured out so for the next four months you have to bear with me but all of that said and done let's actually move on because again i have rambled for four minutes plus about why i haven't recorded so that's pretty ironical Okay, supermarket conspiracy theories. Okay. So, the reason I got into this, I'm going to be honest, was because of Shane Dawson. I love Shane Dawson. I think he's easily like a OG favorite YouTuber. I've been watching Shane on YouTube for like years. Years. 
easily at least six to seven years, maybe even more. I don't remember. Shane was around when I started watching YouTube, like way back when, when nobody knew what the fuck YouTube was. And I still watch Shane and I've seen his content evolve. But there was like a time when he used to do these very specific conspiracy theory videos where one like 15 minute video would have like seven, eight conspiracy theories in it. And those were definitely my favorite you know, kind of Shane videos. I still like his current videos. They are more documentary style videos. They're more like very specific based on one person. And I like those two. And I have seen the, the whole eight-parter on Jake Paul. Like I've seen all of it, like diligently, especially the last one, which I'm pretty sure was like two hours long, like one hour, 45 minutes long. But basically, he was the one who talked about supermarket conspiracy theories in one of his like really, really old videos. And I found it and it blew my mind. So I researched about it a lot. So I'm going to share some of the research that I have collected. So let's talk about it. Okay. So we all know that capitalism is a thing. Uh, for the longest time, I used to hate capitalism. I mean, I still kind of do. I mean, the whole concept of just, you know, the whole society just running around money, just money being so important. People just buying things all the time just the whole commercialism of things used to bother me and I used to get really frustrated because I used to think that this is not what life is about life has to be more than just money jobs careers buying things bigger houses bigger cars etc but you know I've realized recently that you can actually look into commercialism and have it benefit you and you don't always have to give in to it. So I'm trying very hard recently to step away from it, to kind of look at it from like an outside perspective, to not just immerse myself so much in the whole theory and society of buying things all the time. But that's unrelated to anything I'm going to talk about. That was just a very different tangent that I went into because this is why my podcasts never start actually because I spend the first 30 minutes just not on the topic and then I just keep diverting and diverging into different things but this time I'm gonna focus I'm genuinely gonna focus all right so a lot of you guys know or have realized that uh, supermarkets grocery stores are manipulating all of us and you might not realize what they're doing but what they're doing is so smart like it's so obvious which makes it so smart it's not rocket science it's not complicated it's not a lot of statistics it's not a lot of math it's so simple but it works because it's so simple and you don't realize it because it's so simple it's just obviously there every time you go to a grocery store you end up buying more than what you went went in there for let's say if i went to a grocery store to buy soap and like a toothbrush or something i would come out with at least like five six more items and it's so difficult to go inside a supermarket and buy exactly the three things that you need you always end up buying more things and a lot of them are just basic things like oh food you know you see a packet of chips you're like you know yeah it'll be cool to just get a packet of chips and it's it's kind of acceptable. We all do it. We don't think about it a lot. But we have to realize that doing that all the time, just like every single time you go to a supermarket, spending twice as much or thrice as much money, you have to realize that at the end of the day, you are wasting a lot of it. And it's not random. It's not you being, uh, you know, hungry or whatever. It's not how good the chips are. It's none of that. It's a lot of it is just the supermarkets forcing you subliminally what what's the word for it coaxing you into buying all of those things because of the things that they do so the very first thing that 
comes to mind is the environment of a supermarket. Supermarkets are always very, very well lit. They have aisles, which means it's not, it's kind of a little bit confusing. So it's kind of like a maze. So they have these long aisles. And if you notice in a lot of, lot of most, not lot, actually most grocery stores, these aisles don't have like, um, you know how roads have these U-turns like in the middle. If you want to get to another aisle, you have to reach the end of one aisle and then go to another aisle. You can't just switch in the middle. So if you, if I'm on one aisle and I want to go to like, another one i'm gonna have to reach the end of the aisle which means i have to walk past all the other things both of the sides of me will have stuff on the shelves from bottom to the top and then i have to turn around and go to my other aisle and these long aisles make you walk more and the more you walk the more products you see around you and the more you're like hey maybe i need this maybe i need that etc etc the design or the layout of supermarkets is so is so complex it's not as simple as it looks it it's a lot of it is very, very uh, strategically placed in the way that it is. Secondly, most of these supermarkets don't have windows. So you can't really decipher how much time has passed. You can't really decipher how long it's been. This is true for malls as well. Malls usually do not have windows. So whenever you go to a mall at like, what, 3 p.m. and it's like bright outside, it's daytime. And then you won't even realize when you come outside that it's like 8 p.m. and it's dark out. But if there were windows everywhere, you would keep realizing that, oh, it's getting dark out. Oh, it's raining now. And the fact that you don't see any of that, you don't see the outside environment, you don't see if it's dark now, if it started raining, if it stopped raining, if it's nighttime, daytime, you don't realize any of it. Because it's, it's a lot of things that they've kind of had in common with casinos. Even in casinos, you don't have a lot of windows so that people spend more money at the casinos and just, you know, they, they limit our reference to the time of day. And they also have this bright, generic, bland interior. That means they just encourage you to stay longer. Most of these supermarkets have plain shelves, but the products are the main catching point. The products are obviously the product. They are the ones which are bright everywhere. You don't have a lot of like like fancy shelves, fancy tables, simple, white, bland furniture. And the things that they're selling are pretty much the decorations or the decor of pretty much the super the superstore or whatever it is. And it makes sense. It makes sense. Secondly, now there are a lot of um, things, like a lot of studies actually, that show that brighter lighting increases the chances of us picking up like a product and looking at it and contemplating if we need it or not because it's so comfortable it's so airy it's so light it's nice to look at like our eyes are rested etc if it was if it was strained lighting if the lighting wasn't as bright if it was kind of difficult to read stuff then maybe you wouldn't care about it that much if a packet of chips was hard to reach if it was too dark for you to read what was on it if it was too dark for you to understand oh like how much sale this product had etc etc maybe you wouldn't be too inclined to buy it but because everything is so accessible and easy to read and easy to pick up you will pick it up it's easy what they're doing is making stuff easy for you because the easier it is the more you're going to do it because it doesn't take effort from your side and the second thing actually not even the second the third fourth I don't even know what point we're at is the music now the music that the super supermarkets malls whatever play is important they're not just playing random songs they will play very specific catchy pop music that according to research increases the time we spend in a store and increases you know how much we spend 
and this episode is specifically for supermarkets but i want to hint at something it's also the mirrors and stuff that they have in their trial rooms for example if you go to a really expensive store like a clothing store the music that they play at the clothing store is going to be pop music but like catchy pop music that will make you in a that will make you feel like you're in a good mood that yeah you can buy stuff that it's it's so much research that's put into the music and it just looks like oh just they're just playing the latest ariana grande or justin bieber song that everyone knows it's not that they're not just playing any random popular pop song they are playing things that they know will make you buy more the the beats the catchiness of it it's not too fast it's not too slow it's just the correct relaxed thing that's going to make you happy that's going to make you feel good and you're like yeah maybe i should spend some money and buy myself a pair of jeans also if you go to the mirrors or the trial rooms the mirrors always make you look so fucking good they spend so much time and energy on the architecture of the trial rooms they have to make them in a way that they make you look good the angles the lighting everything in trial rooms is so good that is the reason why so many of us post so many trial room selfies and it's not because we just like clicking pictures on clothes that we didn't buy or clothes that were too expensive or clothes that we didn't want to buy at that time but we just took a picture in it so we can post it on instagram that is the reason we're all posting trial room photos is because we look good in them like I have some of my favorite photos in trial rooms and I hate posting them because they're trial room photos but I look good in them. They make my body look good, they make my skin look good, they make the clothes that I'm trying on look good and it's not just a one time thing. There is no trial room that has bad lighting, no trial room in which the mirrors don't make you look really good. A lot of people have claimed and like um not claimed as such but they think that you buy something and you try it on at the store and you look pretty good in it so you buy it when you get home and you try it on in front of your own mirror you won't look as good as you did but you bought it by now so who the fuck cares right and it's too much effort to go back and return something this is something that i have faced a lot as well if you you know take a if you take two examples one person you just tell her to go in the store pick out five items and not try them on she's going to pick up five items she's going to come home she's going to try them on and she's not going to like most of them because you know they didn't fit her right or you know the mirror at her home isn't always the best lighting you don't always have the best lighting the best mirrors the best angles when you're at home it's just kind of that's not the purpose of your mirror at home basically But if you get another person to pick up five items and try them on in the store trial rooms, there is a greater probability that she's going to actually like all five of the items on her. And this is so smart, but it's so subliminal. You will never realize how how much better you look in a trial room. And I've realized this, and it just it kind of frustrates me, and it kind of makes me feel like I'm. I used to shop a lot. I still do kind of. I'm trying to retain and curb it. I'm trying to shop less. I'm trying to shop less from uh stores which aren't always ethical. And I'm not going to name them because I don't want to get into that. But there are a lot of stores that I used to shop at a lot that are now not very ethical. Fast fashion is not good. I'm trying really hard to curb myself from it. Buy less, save the envi- environment, plastic straws, all of that all of that's, you know, stuff. but there was a point where i used to shop a lot and when i look at it now i just realized that i was just i was sucked into the whole thing i i loved shopping i loved going into trial rooms i loved retail therapy i still think buying things gives you gives you a pretty good high i still do it all the time every time i'm in a bad mood i have to go shopping i went and gave an exam 
last month and after the exam i was relaxed but i really needed something to push me so i genuinely went to a store i didn't have lunch that day i went to a store and bought myself like three pairs of like clothes or something and it's it's because the whole concept of going into a store and buying things is so much more fruitful and rewarding than just going uh, and buying stuff online it's a different kind of high when you buy stuff online but trying it on in the store is a completely different experience and they've made it that way you can't go to your friend's closet and pick out three clothes and and feel the same kind of reward as if you would feel as if you go to a an expensive clothing store and buy it it's not about the money it's about the way they make you buy it as well next point that i think is pretty cool is um this another really small thing that i think is pretty obvious that makes you spend more is the little tiny tiny small things that they have near the checkout now checkout lines are where i think you will spend the most of the most of your time standing at one place so obviously they're going to capitalize on the fact that there are going to be people standing waiting to check out and they always have small things near the checkout and it might seem like oh it's just like you know small candies that don't cost as much or tiny packets of things sample sizes of things but all of these things are important because they make you impulse shop you're standing there you have nothing really to do you're waiting to check out you have a cart full of stuff and then right next to you is like uh, chocolates and and sweets and candies and they're cheap they're tiny packets so you will pick stuff up and you will put it in your cart and it is pretty smart because it you feel like you're just sitting there bored but they're using the fact that you're standing there bored with nothing to do and making you buy things and you're not even realizing that they're doing this on purpose they know exactly what they're doing they know exactly which products sell they know exactly which products you will not really come to the store for most of these checkout items are not things that you come to the store for they won't be things like eggs and milk and bread which are pretty substantial things that you would need there's things that you wouldn't really need you know trial items of things new products that they want to try to see if they would sell or not tiny things that you don't feel bad about buying because they're like tiny or or things which have high sugar high fat high salt things that you crave and those are basically the things that they put at checkout there is this uh thing that i read online the things that are available at the checkout counters are high margin high fat high sugar and high salt those are the things you crave those are the things which get them a lot of money and those are the things you won't feel bad about buying but those are the things that you will buy it's it's pretty crazy now the third big uh, element of supermarket placement is called the science of placement this is the most fascinating thing because there is so much to this that it drives me freaking crazy okay there is so much to this and it's so obvious now that i go to a supermarket i just see placements everywhere and i'm just like dude i never realized this before but it's like it's a very obvious thing that once you realize you just can't unsee it so i'm going to talk about some of them i'm going to give you a situation let's say you're going to the supermarket uh what do you think you're mostly going to need you're going to need staples eggs milk maybe ice cream ice cream is not really a staple but i'm going to assume that it is eggs milk bread butter cheese stuff like that these are staples that most people go to the sto- grocery stores for these are things that you need mostly also things like washing powder detergent toothpaste stuff like that now when you enter a grocery store these staples are perishable items that you 
have to keep replenishing like eggs you can't really just buy once and be chill for a month no you have to keep buying these things because they're they're needed and they're also perishable these things are going to be placed as far away from the freaking entrance as possible notice this next time you go to a freaking grocery store milk eggs cheese butter the farthest from the entrance which means that if you're entering the store thinking i'm going to buy myself eggs you're going to have to walk really fucking far to get to the eggs and that means you're going to have to pass the cakes you're going to have to pass the chocolate you're going to have to pass the clothes maybe you're going to have to pass all the chips you're going to have to pass all the deals that they have like buy one get five free some stuff like that you're going to have to pass ice cream you're going to have to pass uh, the bakery section all of these things to get to the staple and while you're walking to get to your eggs you are seeing all these things they're luring you into buying those things no one really goes to the store or a grocery store i mean most of the time to buy uh chocolate i mean you might but most of us just go to the grocery store for staples you will notice that just the important things are always the farthest away secondly if you live somewhere which everyone lives somewhere if you live somewhere with like your uh favorite grocery store like every family has that one grocery store they just keep going to also notice that they keep changing the position of these staples a month the eggs are going to be like somewhere and then in a couple of weeks they're going to keep changing it they keep changing up the locations of these staple items that everyone comes in for not because oh they're just trying to make it new they're doing it because if you subconsciously remember where the eggs are you're not going to have to walk around a lot now if they keep changing the position of the milk you're going to have to keep every time you go in like a month later a couple of weeks later you're going to have to keep you know searching for the new location of the milk which means you're going to have to pass more chocolates more cakes more uh offers more chips more nachos blah 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 stuff like that it's it's pretty smart and these are the things which increase their pro- profit margins it's always the the expensive chocolate the the doritos the nachos stuff like that that always gets them most profits it's not really eggs and milk that are very profitable eggs and milk and bread are generally pretty cheap because they are staple diet things that everybody would need so most of the profit that these supermarkets receive is not from the staple items it's from these uh excessive items that you always buy and it's because they make you buy it and you won't realize it and that's how they maximize their interest that's how they boost their sales okay this is this is insane you have to notice this the next time you go okay i'm going to go in depth into some more placement things that i've noticed this one is based on your age now i was watching a video there was this youtube trend that went around i think a couple of months back where they would say i uh let I like my dog I buy whatever my dog touches at a grocery store. They were doing this thing where they would take their dogs or pets to the grocery store and everything their dog touched, they would buy it. And I don't know why they that that was a trend. I don't know why I enjoyed watching like millions of these videos, but I did for whatever reason. Anyway, that made me think into and research into the way things are placed. Look at it this way. Next time you go to a grocery store, like a proper grocery store like i was applying a lot of these at my college grocery store they're just not really applicable my college grocery store is pretty it's pretty directed to the college students that are going to buy stuff there it's not very thought out but if you look at like a proper you know like a proper establishment a lot of these things are actually pretty precise now when you look at an aisle there are shelves at different eye levels there's shelves at the bottom shelves at the top now if you're an average adult you're going to have this average around 5 feet 5 inches of height right most of your um, 
like uh, chips, chocolates, candies, cake icing, stuff like that, soft drinks are always going to be at your eye level. So those are the things you're going to keep noticing. They're not never going to have like cool chocolates and cool chips and stuff on the bottom or right at the top. It's always going to be the most accessible place where your eyes will land, which is your eye level. Now, if you look at it differently, they place certain things at the bottom for a reason. If you go to a proper grocery store, it's always like the kids thing like there are things which kids like. Uh stuff like they they have chips with like superheroes on them. They have specific chocolates that kids like. Stuff that is marketed for kids is always at like a 2 to 3 feet level or maybe 4 feet level because that's how tall kids are. So whenever you go to a grocery store, you will see that like the kids items are at kids eye level so they pick it up and they're like hey can we buy this can we buy this and just their parents are like cool you know you can have this whatever things that are of interest to you will be at your eye level things which are important and necessary will be at the top because you know what you're going to have to search for those anyway so, so why make it easy why make the eggs right in front like the moment you enter the first thing you see are the eggs you're going to buy the eggs you're going to leave you're never going to explore the goddamn supermarket you're never going to look at all the offers they have going on you're never going to buy like seven pints of ice cream none of that shit but they will have eggs at the very end so you have to pass by all of those things and all those the good things the the high profit things that they have the high sugar high fat high salt things are always going to be at your goddamn eye level and it frustrates me i am always like i lead right into this and i buy everything but it's true it always happens and this is also pretty insane that uh, you will notice that um, so these aisles have these things called the end of the aisle so each aisle has this the very ends of the aisle which if you're walking like to the very center you can see all the aisles and the stuff that's on the outs i'm not making any sense i'm not explaining this well but you all know like the stuff on the ends of the aisles are always the things that like have the most discounts and they are always better lit so they put stuff like okay if you're going to go buy maggi which i would say is like a pretty okay it's not like a necessity but it is things that people do want specifically when they go into a store now stuff like a very plain you know normal usual maggi packets are going to be pretty inside the aisle they're not going to be at the end of the aisle they're going to be right in the center of the aisle so you have the walk the most but like those new uh, the new kinds of maggi noodles they have or the different new brands that they're trying out or brands which have like sales on them are going to be at the end of the aisles that you don't even have to enter the aisles to see and they will be better lit they will have more bulbs lighting it all up so when you're going to go by maggi and someone tells you aisle 3 and you're walking to aisle 3 you will see all the the new styles or the profitable things or the things that you might want to try out because oh it's new in the market is always going to be more accessible and it's always going to be at the end of the aisle they always put discounted stuff at the end of the aisle because whenever stuff is on discount you will buy it and i don't even want to get in the in details about um how they will increase the price of something and then give you a discount on it and how you think that um you know we always i don't even know why that was so loud anyway but you won't even realize that um you think going into a store buy to get one free is a good thing so you always stock up on it but you have to realize that if you went into the store for one packet of chips and you came out with three packet of chips even though you paid for two of them you did end up spending more than you needed to you ended up spending more even though you thought you got a discount you thought you fooled the system you thought you got three packets for the price of two no they wanted you to do that 
they wouldn't just give you stuff for free nothing is for free there is so many things that go in depth with it i did an entire course on marketing on how brands market themselves and there is so much that we don't realize so much that's very obvious to the eye but we don't realize it when we're just buying stuff that when i looked into it and when i read up about it it genuinely changed my mind it blew my goddamn mind it's it's pretty insane it's a formula everything is a goddamn formula all right now the next time you walk into a supermarket like look at all of these things realize what they're doing like make decisions about stuff like this and it is a pretty pretty finely crafted science it's not like random products at random places but you have to realize that it's not just for the aesthetics it is something that they call commercial coercion which means that they will make you buy these things and you're not the one benefiting here you're never the one benefiting when you think you got a pretty cool discount by getting a buy one get one free packet of chips you're never the one like who's profiting from this it's always them you're always the one who's going in to get three eggs and you're coming out with seven eggs five uh soft drink bottles and like three packet of chips look at it this way you probably bought stuff but you paid them for it and you didn't intend to do that they they pretty much forced you to to get there um so yeah there is a lot of tricks how you can do that always another thing uh this is i i hit on that before but i'm going to re rehit on this is they have uh the important i said how they have the important staples at the very ends they always have stuff that is like important and necessary at the perimeter so at the very ends of you know the grocery store it's always stuff in the middle that is stuff that you genuinely don't need it's always the random crap so if you really want to save money stick to the perimeter just go around the edges and you're going to buy everything you need just there most of it detergent soap washing powder um milk eggs all that stuff that is you know necessary that's probably what you went there for is that's pretty much what you need so if you ever really want to save money stick to the perimeters i've tried doing this it's hard but that's where most of the good stuff is that's where most of the important stuff is and it is pretty smart and it is pretty um it's it's very fine finely crafted like it seems like it's pretty simple but it is so finely crafted that you can't just ignore it 